generation is rising on an emerging generation of kings. Matthew chapter 5, I've got a lot to share with you. Matthew chapter 5 from verse 13. You are the salt of the earth. But if the salt loses its flavor, how shall it be seasoned? It is then good for nothing but to be thrown out and trampled underfoot by men. Hmm. Look at somebody say, that's not me. Say, that cannot be me. If I don't I need my illustration, my props. Right. It says, verse 14, you are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hidden. Nor do they light a lamp and put it under a basket. Another one says under a bushel or bowl or basket. But on a lampstand. And when it's on a lampstand, guess what happens? It gives light to how many people? All. All who are in the house. All who are in the coverage area. This is important. It says that that lamp when it's properly positioned properly that's why it's a lot of props prop early i'm using the props to ally you align you prop ally right when it sticks right and you're probably i mean like if you don't want to smile let it out if you want to laugh it's okay but if you also want to bone that's allowed because at the end of the day eve was made out of a bone Right, made out of a bone, so God can do a lot of stuff. People that bone, you, you don't think so? <laughs> anyway, there it continues. Where's my head? <laughs> yeah, it said it gives room, light to all those who are in the house. Now, look at what it says let your lights now that you are light, you need to let it. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and do what? Glory Father in heaven. Let's go to the book of Judges chapter 6 as we look at our principal character. Principal character, Judges chapter 6. And verse 2. And the hand of Midian prevailed against Israel because of the Midianites. The children of Israel, what did they do now? They made for themselves. What did they make? Shouted. I need more energy. The dens. What else? The caves and the strongholds which I wear in the mountains. In the mountains. Father, we thank you for revelation knowledge. We are changed today. Our minds are changed today. And everyone in this room will shine on a significant scale in the name of Jesus. In our text, I'm going to my keyboard. In our text, we see something. He says you are the light of the world. It's not under contestation. There's no argument about it. Once you are saved, you are born again, you are light. Your ignorance does not reduce the light that you are. 
it may reduce how brightly it shines. It may reduce how far it goes, but it does not reduce the fact that you are light. Ignorance of who you are does not reduce who you are. It may reduce your ability to express it as effectively, but it does not reduce what it is. This microphone may not know it's a microphone, but it's a microphone. This monitor may not know it's a monitor, and there might be people monitoring the monitor, even though the monitor should be monitoring people, but it is a what? Monitor. Have you seen all those guys, girls, sorry, guy, girls, girl, guys, you know, all these people that are doing transgender and all of that, and they say, I'm a boy, but I'm a boy in a girl's body, or I'm a girl in a man. See, you are a woman. Is, is that so? You're a woman. The feeling may be the operation of chemicals or philosophies or even possibly some kind of genetic misnomer. It's possible, right? But you're a woman and you hear somebody. Look at somebody. If there's a man beside you, say, I just want to remind you. I don't know what you've done so far. I don't know what you've done. C come on, help me set somebody straight right now. Just in case somebody has been feeling feminine. You know, the way they say the future is female. Yeah, a guy like, but I feel... I'm feeling like the future and I'm female. If there's a man beside you, say that, says that guy, people might think you're effeminate. Tell that person. Say your voice might even sound like that of a woman. People might say you have bum bum. Come on, somebody, let's preach right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tell that person you are a man. Then add of God. If it's a lady, tell that lady, say you are still a woman. I know they might say your joy is like that of a man. You have muscles, you have leg yams, you have whatever you have. You are a man. Some of you are not ready for, for this. I'm just introducing the subject. You're already blushing. Please help me leave your seat and go to somebody that you've never met in your life. And tell that person, I just want to remind you that from what I know and what I see, you're a man. If the person's a woman, say you're a woman. And say you don't need to change anything about that. Right? You are who God has made you. You are too stuck in time to be effective at reversing what God concluded in eternity. You came too late on the scene. So God's eternal agenda is that if you are saved, you are the light of the world. So it does not matter that you are in a nation where the nation cannot even supply electric power or what we call light. They have taken light. But you are still light, the light of the world. And the good thing is you are not powered by PHCN, you are powered by GOD. Yeah. Oh, where are those who are powered by the, they're not powered by the national greed. You are powered by the global God. And that God, he does not die out. His cables are never scrambled. There's no Uncle Fatai that can cut the cable. Look at somebody say, God pass my system, you can't burn my cable. That's who God has made you are the light. So the, con the contest is not are you light or not. The contest is are you shining or not. Because the fact that you are light does not mean you are shining as brightly as you ought to. And even if your favorite song is shine bright like diamond, it does not matter that you shine. There are people who wear bling bling, but in the things of the spirit, they are in darkness. Oh, come on, can I talk right now? 
So what is shining? A light is the noun. Shining is the verb. Shining is the action that light takes to manifest the noun that it is. Right? Shining is the action that light takes. So shining is a doing thing. Shining is an action thing. So the fact that your light does not mean you organically shine. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Why? Because you might be covered. You might be under a bushel. So there is light, but we can't see it. There is light, but we're not feeling you. Just like some people in this place, you have a voice, but you're not using it. Is there anybody who has a voice and wants to just confirm that their voice is still working? Can you shout something? If you were going to shine naturally, give me Matthew 5.13 or 14. If you were going to shine naturally, Jesus would not have said, let your light so shine. Let your light so shine means there is the possibility that you have light, but you are hiding it. That's what it means. Let your light so shine before men. And please, can I show you something? He does not equate or plant the devil in this equation. He did not say deal with the devil so your light can shine. Because light by design disturbs the devil. So the devil's operation is not to fight your light, but to seduce you to hide your light. Oh, I need more energy this morning. Because some of you look like you've been hidden for so long. Even amongst believers, you're still cascoish and staying in one place. Look at somebody say, excuse me. Can I have permission to relax in my father's gathering today? Do I have permission to misbehave a little bit? Do I have permission to shout a little bit? Please start by shouting at yourself. Say, damn it, Lola, stop blaming Nigeria. Say, damn it, Lola, stop blaming Buhaha. Say, stop blaming the, the skin color. And say, stop blaming the devil. In the shining equation, he does not say the devil is stopping your shining. Jesus does not say, oh, bind the devil so that you can shine. No. He doesn't say that. He didn't say relocate so that you can shine. Because light in Nigeria is light in the UK. The lampstand might be different. Which means, of course, some people might need to travel. Because the lampstand here, it is melting. Some people. But for some people, is that melting lampstand that you need? Have you seen candle burn and it burns all the way and then what is standing on catches fire? Some of you, your lampstand needs to be burnt up because the fire God wants to burn through your life is global. Some of the global platforms right now, even online, are being driven by Nigerians. From Nigeria. And people in those places, many people want to jack back to, they are hooking up to prayer meetings and teaching meetings hosted by people in the country they left. Look at somebody say you have to think differently. So you have traveled now, but you are still logging on to the platform by a man of God in the place you left. In other words, it's not about your location, it's about your spiritual revelation. I'm not saying don't travel. I'm saying travel on instruction. Travel with a divine plan. Travel as someone who's redeployed, not somebody who's escaping. Two different things. One who's being redeployed will become royalty. One who's escaping will become a refugee. <laughs> Even if he's a refugee wearing winter clothes. 
Because when you escape, it's a mentality. It's not the garment. It's the mindset. Are you all ready for this message? Are you sure you're ready? So Jesus said, let's read it together. Matthew chapter 5. Read it, read it, read it, read it. Again. Let's go. Let your light so shine. This lamp or this light, it is shining, right? You can't really notice it. See, do you know what he did? He closed his eyes. In other words, I'm so in his face. God is saying, I want you to be so in their faces. To the point where they are blinded in the natural, but they see me in the spiritual, just like Saul. That when the bright light came, he's his ocular senses were reconfigured to see differently when his eyes were open it wasn't seen like the soul who was blinded are you following that look at somebody say you are not visible enough forget all the story of i'm the shy type i'm the slim type i'm the backstage type see if you are backstage well enough one day you will be so good in the backstage that they will call you to a panel and say how did you become the most excellent backstage person which means the destiny of every believer is a platform. No one lights a candle and puts it under. Every candle, if you are a candle, even if you are in the kitchen, they will put you on top. Please help me look at your neighbor and say, stop giving excuses, my friend. I'm the script writer. One day you write the script so well, though everybody will follow you and say, ah, who wrote the script for Avengers? Are you following that? Let your light so shine. Where should it shine? Where? Where should it shine? Do you know one of our challenges as believers? We like our light shining before God. Meanwhile, God does not need your light. It's men that he loves that need your light. What's your light shining before God? When you're in the gathering, you are confident. You're a superstar. You can share a testimony on stage, review, in the gathering. But when God says at the board meeting, speak about the idea I gave you three weeks ago. Then now say, Sister Mogbokbawa, let me use the name of the body beers. Sister Mogbokbawa, what do you have? They don't use sister in the boardroom, right? Mogbokbawa, what do you have to say? My colleague already said everything I was going to say. My friend! Stop it. My colleague already said it. He said your own light, not your neighbor's light. And for some of us, the challenge in our lives is that we are so used to the shadows and we even take shadow in the light of other people. So you are that person who was used to come, come talks. Thank you for leading us so powerfully this morning. With a golden voice. Some of us, our problem started from school. Well, we never felt we were good enough. And so we looked for the popular friend. Or the vocal friend. Or the rich friend. Or the handsome friend. Or the accepted friend. And from that time, your claim to strength and confidence was having that person around. You did not know you were creating a dependency model. 
that now in adulthood, you're still feeling complete without somebody stronger, better, bigger, richer, wiser than you being in your space. You have not learned to stand by your own. You have learned to hide under barakboistic lights. You are under our light. Come on, hop people, talk to me because the island people are still warming up. If you have the hop, come on, give me some love over, over the internet. Can you shout? But island people, you ought to pick this up right now. Are you following? Am I talking about somebody? So you're used to this cover. So when your friends around you feel confident, your voice is coming out. But when you have to stand here, he didn't say let our light so shine. He said let your light. I tell people I used to be shy. People don't believe it. You don't believe We don't. We don't. I'll talk about that. He said your light. And be like, but my light is not like talks light. Have you forgotten? That light, when it goes through a prism, pure light, it goes through a prism, through a glass, at a certain angle, you are going to have seven bands of light. Roig beef, red, orange, yellow, green, blue, indigo, and violet. That was exactly the same thing that Noah saw after the flood. That after everything was broken down, God said, I'm going to use a covenant of light. So we did the covenant of soul last week, but there's a covenant of light. And the rainbow is the covenant of light. Now what is the rainbow? The rainbow is an illusion or a painting that God himself digitally imposes on the skyline. Which means you can see the rainbow, but you can't touch it. In other words, God was saying concerning Noah, I have created a covenant that people can see your beauty, but they can't replicate it. They can't duplicate it. They can't eradicate it. They might try to complicate it, but they can't extricate it. Oh, can I talk right now? That's the covenant. And Jada, here's the deal. He's also saying that your light might not be red, but your own is orange. Let your orange light shine. Your light might not be orange, but it's yellow. Let your yellow light shine. It might not be yellow, it is green. Let your green light Green lights. Give your generation a green light. Release them to go. To go into purpose. To go into destiny. To go on the assignment. Let your own light. Imagine the light, traffic lights. You have red. You have yellow and green. Imagine that it's red all the time. That means if it's red all the time, all that you can do is to get things to stop. But you can't get things to start. There are some people, your primary assignment in life is to stop certain things. But you're not a good initiator. You're a good terminator. You now to stop certain things. So imagine that you, that God has gifted stuff to start. You'll be like, I'm not like Gogo that knows how to stop things. The reason you are in the space is that one person is primarily a stopper, but some of us are starters. We start movements, we start revivals, we start products, we start events, but we're going to need somebody to say, well, now that we've started this, what do we need to stop to converse resources, conserve resources, and maximize our impact? But you say, my light is not like the popular light. That light was popular because grace was given in that timeline for that light to shine. That's why I said John the Baptist, you know him. He was a burning and shining light in his day.
in his day. So imagine Jesus saying the popular model of ministry in John's day was baptizing people by water. So let me study the model of John. And bap- no, no, no. He said, he that comes after me, he will baptize with Holy Ghost and fire. Fire has what? Light. With what? Heat. He did not water it down. He fired it up. Oh, y'all didn't hear what I just said right now. Oh, Naka, high five somebody and say, let your own light so shine. So, Tux is a great guy. I love Tux. He's amazing. Sacrificial. But you know what? If Tux is not around, I'm going to do spontaneous worship. If he's around, I will do it and give him the microphone to continue and do it better. Because I hear songs better than I can sing them. And he sings better than he can hear them. I don't know. Way the fact that it didn't resonate does not mean, or rather, the fact that it was it didn't get a lot of engagement does not mean it didn't resonate. People may have been crying, so caught up they forgot to like it. <laughs> Some people have told me before that I'm watching a video clip and I, I just there praying in the spirit. I just there crying. I still posted one this morning about somebody who joined us live online last week, and they said I was moved to tears from the illustrations and algorithms. Now said. So, I'm so sorry, sir. I had to send a private message. I feel like I won't sleep well if I don't, sir. Thank you so much for the sound. I see your glory. I see your power. I thought we we're going to do it today, but maybe next week. It came at the right time for me. I was so burdened about a dream I had, which I prayed about, but was still feeling the burden like dot, dot, dot. So immediately I heard the sound. It was like something left me. That's deliverance. 
from a raw, uncut sound. With, it wasn't even KMT band that I'm used to. It was another church. We had never ministered together. Look at your neighbor say, stop obsessing over your container. And share your salts. He said, it was like something left me. Then I tapped into the song. Then I started praying in the spirit while listening to the sound. When I finished the joy, when I finished the joy of salvation afterwards. God bless you, sir. Please look at your neighbor. Say, there are many in darkness. Because you're not shining yet. Thank you, Thank you Tooks. So why do we like to, sh to shine before God and not before men? A number of examples. Number one is shame. I won't be able to deal so much on this. But you might want to listen to the first mainland message. Shame is the number one reason many of us don't allow our lights to shine. Shame. And that shame can come from a multiplicity of things. It could be about the way we look or the way we think we look. By the way, how many of you know that the way you look to yourself is also not always the same way you look to other people? It's closer than the way you sound. In other words, the way you think you look is closer to reality than the way you think you sound. The way you think you sound is definitely not the way you sound to other people. Because your voice box is in your head. That's why the first time you listen to a recording of yourself, you're like, eh? There are still people, till this day, that don't like listening to themselves. Yeah. Right? Have I got a witness? Just be like, oh, my... <laughs> like, what's going on? Even just talking voice. So now try to doctor it. <laughs> so it might be the way you sound. People say your voice is shrilly, or your voice is too heavy, your voice is too deep, your voice is too that, and all of that. It might be the way you think you look. Oh, my legs are not long enough, or they are not straight enough, or they are not thick enough. I have yams. I have cassava. I have potato. I have this one. Or it could be your skin color. You know, there was a time that if you were a certain type of black, people felt you were too black. Fast forward 20 years later, some of the blackest people are the richest models. Help me here. In other words, subjecting your light to popular opinion is discrediting the manifestation of God's grace upon your life. It's an insult. Not inside salt, right? It's an insult on the work of grace for you to subject what God has called you to human opinion because those human beings, they can change their minds. God said, I am the Lord, I change not. I call you salt, you salt. I make you a covenant of rainbow. You have It's rainbow for life, right? Have you seen the rainbow appear? And instead of red, orange, yellow, and green, you now see blue, beige, blue, baby blue. Do you see that? No, the same token. God doesn't change. He doesn't change. So what you did last summer does not have the power to cancel what he did before the foundations of the earth. The enemy knows that, but he uses deception and all of that. So we have shame. Many of us are dealing with shame. Some of us is our body type or our body shape. And say, ah, what's your body type? They're apple shape, pear shape, orange. Ah, this one, yeah, orange. Orange shape. This one, yeah, coolie coolie shape. Look at your neighbor, say, that's my salt shaker. That's not me. 
How many of you know this is a salt shaker, right? I can also put salt in this, right? Do they look the same way? Is it the same salt that is inside? Yes! Sodium chloride. The container is different. And I'm trusting God that somebody will stop obsessing over their container. Now you can make the most of your container. Of course, the fact that this is different does not mean I should just drop it on the floor. You should just break anyhow. Right? So I watch my diet. I exercise properly. Um, I take care of myself. If you're like me and a small thing, you just lose weight and be wondering what's going on. Some other people feel like it's unfair. They wish they had the ability. to just go, right? It's not fair, right? I've been thinking about something. Maybe God will give me grace to do it. I'm thinking of a fat transfer app. You just install the app and you want to transfer fat from one body to another. So you ask the person, how many kilograms do you want to share? Then you find somebody who wants to gain. You don't think it's a good idea. I don't tell them it's impossible because with God. Let me leave the other parts. So we have shame. Many of us are dealing with shame in our lives. Some of us, something that we did. You did it when you were three, but that picture has not left you at three, but you still remember now. Thirteen. But for some of us, not what we did, what, what was done to us. So maybe you had an abusive father, maybe physically abusive or emotionally abusive or sexually abusive or spiritually abusive. They used to slap you to do morning devotion. They would slap your face. Ha! So it's the hand of God, hand of God. So you associated prayer with suffering. And you had no idea that you're still laboring under the pressure of that. And so the picture of your father is not a good father. So when everybody's saying, it's who you are, it's who you are, good, good father. You, know, my, you, you don't want God to be your father. Because your picture of father is farther away. Are we here? But you see, Christ dealt with the shame issue. Because when we are ashamed, we cover up. Isn't that what happens? I don't know if there's anybody here who formed stories when you were in primary school. How I spent my holiday. And everybody was talking about how they traveled to Disneyland and all of that. But you traveled to Disneyland. You formed stories. Right? You're trying to cover up. Your TV screen was 21 inches. Your dad just bought 64 inches. So like, but someone doesn't make 64 inches, but my dad customized it. So you had to keep lying because we are already lying. Shame. But the Bible says that Jesus, he had shame. Well, he dealt with it differently. Hebrews chapter 12 verse 2. He dealt with the shame. How did he deal with it? Hebrews 12 verse 2. He despised the shame. Now, if you think you have shame in your life, think about Jesus. Number one, you were born under mysterious circumstances. Your mother claimed that the Holy Ghost impregnated her. Okay, no problem. Let's get past that. At least, let them have the dignity. Thank you so much. My light is still shining. I'm shining because you're shining. Right? Thank you for that. Save my battery. Jesus, now, Holy Ghost impregnated your mother. No problem. So, Holy Ghost does not know how to find good hospital. Let's talk about it. Because for some of us, the shame is where we were born. And how we're born. Oh, can we talk? Background that keeps your back on the ground. So this Holy Ghost that gave birth to you could not find one room in all the Bethlehem hospitals. They didn't have any private suites for this God baby. 
was amongst animals. Hey, Holy Ghost, Baba. Some of us are ashamed because of the contradictions of our lives. We know we're intelligent, but we've not had a good job since we graduated. So you're ashamed. So when there's school reunion, you don't want to be there. So ashamed, instead of taking boats, you go and borrow Ferrari or <laughs> borrow Benz. Because when we're ashamed, we we'll try to use external things to cover up the internal deficiency. Oh, can I talk right now? Or we'll do it in different ways. Some people are driven to the gym because of shame. Because of the brokenness of their soul, they want to cover up with the musculature of their bodies. I'm not saying that's the only reason. I'm, I'm telling you that sometimes people that you think are motivated are being motivated by shame. Can I talk? So people buy bigger cars than they can afford because they think that they cannot afford not to be in a car that big because they feel so small and they need external compensation to magnify the diminutive tendencies of their soul. Are we here? Shame! But the word says, I'm waiting for media, Hebrews 12 verse 2. Let me just read it. It said, he, looking unto Jesus, the author and the what? He's the author and finisher of our faith, not the author and finisher of our shame. In other words, God does not write shame for you. God does not put you to shame. He puts you to faith. Who for the joy that was set before him, what did he do? Endure the cross, but he did not endure the shame. What did he do to the shame? Despise. So shame is to be despised, not endured. Shame is to be despised, not decorated. Shame is to be despised, not covered up. Shame is to be despised, not ignored. Shame is to be despised, not abandoned. It's to be despised. So you know the shame is there. But the power to overcome the shame comes from you focusing on Jesus and say, yes, I used to be a stripper, but Jesus has stripped me now of guilt and shame. Oh, come on. Jesus, he healed the sick, but he couldn't deliver himself. They said, they spoke a parable saying, physician, heal thyself. So once he was carrying that cross all through the city center, the people that he healed, people that he saved, they saw him. But guess what? They stripped him and stripped him and on the cross. Was he clothed or naked on the cross? God was putting shame to shame. Because the first time man saw himself as naked, he was ashamed. That's the first Adam. Oh, come on, you're not talking to me right now. But when the last Adam came, God said, I'm stripping him, but he's not going to be ashamed. I'm stripping him, but in his naked condition, he will clothe more of the world than any clothing company in the world. That's why we are hidden in Christ. And that's why Paul said, put on the Lord Jesus. So even though he was naked on the cross, he was uncovered on the cross so that you can be discovered in the word. He was uncovered on the cross so that you can be covered with the glory of God. He was uncovered on the cross so that you can become a discovery to your world. So what caused Adam to be naked and ashamed? Come on, somebody. What caused him to be naked and ashamed after the fall? When Jesus Christ rose, he was naked physically but he became the garments that we're putting on today he's my robe of righteousness he's my breastplate of salvation he's my sword of the spirit he's my shield of faith he's the gospel shoes i wear so i'm fully clad in christ not in a bentley not in a cadillac not in a mercedes-benz i'm driving christ i'm breathing christ i'm walking in christ if any man be 
Come on, somebody talk to me. If any man beware in Christ, who is he now? He's a new creature. In other words, everybody, come help me, Minister Solomon. Everybody that is now in God, you are given, you are given the same clothing, Jadikam. You are given the same clothes that Christ had. So Christ was stripped of his physical clothes. So that you can be given his spiritual garments. The same way Joseph was stripped of his coat of many colors. But he was the one that clothed them for years and years. For Joseph is a picture of Jesus. Joseph was thrown in the pit. Jesus went into Sheol. Joseph was betrayed by his brothers. Jesus was betrayed by his disciple. Joseph was sold uh, to Shechem, uh, for some shekels to the Midianites. Jesus was sold by Judas to the Pharisees. Are you hearing that? Uh, Joseph, he had 12 brothers. Jesus, he had 12 disciples. Joseph is a kind of Jesus. And the same way Joseph was slave into slavery or sold into slavery, he came from heaven to earth into the slave market of sin. But the same way the prison yard couldn't hold Joseph down. The grave couldn't hold Jesus down. The same way Joseph rose to the highest place of power at the right hand side of Potiphar. Jesus, wherefore God had highly exalted him and set him at the right hand side of the Father. The same way Joseph went into Egypt naked, but he was clothed in royalty. Jesus went to the grave naked, but when he ascended, ah, uh, when he ascended, they didn't see a naked body. Who made the clothes that Jesus wore out of the grave who made the clothes that Jesus walked out of the grave with because even his grave clothes they found it that means God can clothe you with clothes you don't even know exist yet you are busy trying to make your CV look good God can beautify your CV in a moment your business trying to say, if I can make a million naira, and God said, ah, oh my, this child, you're not getting it. I have a million dollars prepared for you. I have not seen, here I have not heard. It has not entered into the hearts of men. What it is that God has prepared. Prepared means to pre-cut. Prepared means to cut. He has cut it ahead of time. Are we here? Oh, some of you, you're sitting down. I hope that shame is not causing you to sit down because some people, when something is really hitting them, they know they should be shouting and jumping and responding. But some shame might be there. Please help me look for three or four people in the house and say you are covered with the glory of God. You are covered with the mantles of God. You are covered. Can I say to you, your real garments in life are not the ones you make for yourself. They are the ones that God makes for you. Because when Jesus Gogo was naked on the cross, naked oh, no faragamo, no faragamo, no faragamo, should I continue? No Gucci, no Googie, not even the fake version. The Fugazi was not there. The Balenciaga was not there. Couldn't even balance Loriaga because it was on the cross. Balenciaga cross. Do you know in the middle of all of that, come do you remember? That the Roman soldier says, surely, he's the son of God. In other words, even when you're physically naked and people take away from you the things that they think are your claim, claim to fame. God said, my glory is decoration enough to announce your identity, oh my word. Are you alright? But the enemy always wants to feel incomplete. 
Your legs are okay, so what? Now you make them. Devil, my legs are okay, so what? In fact, let them be LMNOPQRST. As long as my steps are ordered, does not matter what my... Doesn't matter whether I have bow legs or K legs or X legs or eczema, as long as my steps are ordered. My legs might be K, but my footprints are not zigzag. Don't allow that lousy loser called Lucifer cause you to lose what God has ordained for you. Is somebody here? Shame. He puts shame to shame. He was naked but was still king. They still put a king of the Jews. They thought they were mocking him, but they were confirming his spiritual identity. Are we here? Somebody say, I've got my coat of many colors. Let me give you a list of the other reasons why we hide and then we'll go to Gideon. Is somebody getting blessed? Why are the other reasons why we hide? Thank you. Should I wear my jacket or remove it? Simple, like you don't care. All right. List of other reasons why we hide. Why do we hide? When they say, who has a suggestion? Why are, we, why are we murmuring when we actually have one? Why are you contemplating? Why are you overthinking about how husky your voice is? So what, you lost your voice. Oh, guys, I'm so sorry. My voice is almost gone, but I have something important to say. In fact, guys, I feel a little nervous now, but is it okay if my voice shakes in the middle of what I'm saying? Come on, own it. Guys, I've never done this before, so if I fall flat, I mean, I'm just putting myself out there. And trust me, there are other people in the room who feel just that same way. So you've just earned a following with authenticity. Why do we hide? Shame. Number two, you know why we hide? The reason I used to hide. <laughs> There's a popular story. I'm not sure I have enough. There's a story in my life. I'm not sure I have enough time to tell it. Shyness. So shame. Number two, shy. We're shy. And shyness can be as a result of our personality. Or our problems. We can be shy because of our personality. Some of us are just naturally introverted. But others, it could be that like me, you wet the bed for quite a long time. I say wet the bed? No. You were a mobile irrigator. And you did more than sprinkle in the midnight hour. If you had seeds on the lower bunk, you had a way of irrigating them so powerfully. <laughs> That they never need to go for baptism. Because <laughs> they've already experienced bad lue. <laughs> we're shy. You might be naturally introverted, self-effacing, that's all right. And yes, your primary role might be behind the scenes, because we need people behind the scenes. But what I'm saying is there will come a day where the MD will be like, I'm not available, I trust you. Facilitate this meeting. Talk about this. Preach this message. So we do that. Number three, we hide because we shake. Shakings. And shakings are reflection of a lack of stamina in the day of adversity. Sometimes life shakes us. Isn't that so? COVID shook the world. People lost their jobs. People lost their marriages. People rediscovered themselves at home in COVID. Husbands and wives, they had never lived together for one full day. Then during COVID, one full day, one full week, one full month, one full year. Fight. 
because the coping mechanism for their marriage was distance. So all of a sudden, they couldn't handle the intensity of close-up relationship. And some of us are like that. We, we didn't go to boarding house. We didn't have any close community. We're never a part of any social group. And so we're not used to clusters. All these shake somebody's hand, must I? Hugs up for where? Smile like, ooh. Hold your smile. So we deal with that. We're shaken. Some of us are shaken by crowds. And so we even carry that mentality. When you start thinking about scaling your business, you are afraid because you don't like crowds. So when the person comes and says, I see Moses rushing to you, Zadoja. You don't see that physically, but the posture of your subconscious mind is to avoid anything that goes beyond what you think it can control. So you hide because you don't want all that attention. You don't want it. Why do we hide? We hide because we shiver. And shivers are neurological reactions to threat, discomfort, or dismay. Neurological. So you had a bad experience. So, you know, some of you have some friends who do not drive. The reason they don't drive is that they had an accident. Or a brother died in an accident. Or a parent. Or something traumatic happened. And therefore, you have the installation of shivers. Did anything fall there? I thought the sprinkles were about to fall on my head. So now, message that they preach, no be fight. NSAS ended almost two years ago. No. I, literally, I literally saw glasses in my head. See the mind? Shivers. Shivers. So we shiver sometimes, right? Isn't that so? And this is a neurological reaction. So you're not even, you know, shaking. You might know you're being shaken. Life is shaking me. Bills are shaking me. But shivers, many times you don't even know. Hey! Like someone behind the door, and the person comes and shouts at you. It's a neurological reaction that was actually installed to help you, to preserve you. So something God gave you to preserve you, the enemy can try to hijack, to manipulate you. So, for example, some of us, we are very thoughtful people. We're very deep people. So, we're very contemplative, meditative. We don't like to speak because everybody's speaking. So, we like to think. Now, the enemy can then hijack that you're thinking to put you in thinking mode throughout your life. You now just be thinking. So, when I go and start your business, I'm thinking about it. And really, initially, you started by thinking about it. But after a while, you are now so comfortable thinking that you, the thought of doing irks you so badly, you say, I'm not doing it again. And then for some other people, just by, damn, are you here? Are you all right? Just by thinking about it, you feel accomplished. Do you know that happens as well? You have your notes full, the blueprint, you've colored it, you use different fluorescent markers. You have the pitch deck there, it's there, but you're not pitching nothing. And hopefully life is not decking you. Number five, why do we hide? Shelter. Our desire for accommodation on a certain level. Some people hear, if they hear me, talk less of mystery. Pa, power? Pa, what? Pa, James? Pastor, I don't want. Why? Because they've seen people whose accommodation and shelters have been affected. So, pastors, someone will call me by 1 a.m. 
was on the call today. Elias of this morning, in the middle of my vibration, he called. So Shiva's uh, shelter, you feel like if I begin to give a lot of suggestions, I will lose my privacy in that space. And I don't want anybody to start giving me responsibilities that I don't think I'm ready for. Am I on some people's pages, right? Whereas you know that you can even do things better than those who have the platform. (laughs) At least some things. Some, right? But to volunteer, never. Shelter. You are sheltered. You are protected. You love that thing. In fact, you love that once in a while, everybody will hail you. Ah, your favorite song is they go, they hail, hail my name day by day. Shelter. Number six, we hide because we think we should. Some of us were raised all our lives being told you can be seen but not heard. And for some other people, it's the inverse. So, we have some radio people here now. You know, there's a way you can be a VOA radio person. You're so comfortable behind the booth. That even when there are opportunities on stage, you are cringing. Because you've developed the muscles of your voice and being behind. That when it's time to show your face, you don't feel comfortable. So, some of us, we think we should for different things. Cultural biases. We think women should be quiet. Of course, there's a scripture that talks about women being quiet in church, but I'll tell you what the context of that is. Many times, because of disparity between men and uh, women in that culture, the men were more knowledgeable and more advanced. And so whenever the speaker was speaking and teaching and preaching, look at that. Many women be asking their husband during the service, what's the saying, what's the saying, what's the saying, and it was causing distractions. So he said, let them go and ask at home. Are you following this now? Let me not get into some other things. There's also a theological aspect of it, but if I get into it, uh, my stuff somewhat is. All right. We think we should. Some of us, because of age, we think we should. Some of us, we think that now that you've come to King, so for example, Chicken Dami, I really want to be integrated. I want to be integrated, like integrated proper, right? But some people feel like if I come to a gathering, I need to stay there for three years before I pick up workers' form. It's just a, a psychological thing. It's just, they don't even know where it's from. They just think, I should. I mean, yeah, come in first service, enjoy the service, second service, by a third service, what can I do? Even if it's not a full, you, you understand? Do we get it? Number seven. Some of us hide because short. We don't want to be short. We don't want to be in the firing line and we know that people who are exposed are vulnerable. So the reason you don't want to have anything to do with ministry so that people now say that all the money I make in my life, now church they give me. Say no, 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 I I can't live like that. So my family will now be exposed, firing line. Some of you in your career, you don't want to rise. You don't know. You are praying for promotion but your subconscious mind is sabotaging that. Because you see promotion as stress and because you've been in gossip circles where people have talked bad about your supervisor, you're like, eh, so if they promote me, I will now be the one they are slaughtering like meat on Twitter. So you don't want to be short. And you don't know that's what's hiding you. So you're conservative. You give less than your best because you think it's safe. Oh, come on, if I'm still preaching, let me know. 
It's like you are very thoughtful and meditative today. Is it very something? <laughs> All right. <laughs> Number eight, and this is the last one. Many of us hide because we are not comfortable with the shift. So the shift is the last one. What's the shift? Changes. So if we're used to a certain thing, we like being that thing. One of man's greatest desires is to remain consistent with what they think is the most recent definition of themselves. This is the reason change is very difficult for most humans. We seek consistency with what we are comfortable with than we seek progress with what we're uncomfortable with. This is the reason it's tough to stick to a diet. Tough to exercise. Tough to stick to your portions. Tough, tough to stay with your declarations. Tough. Why? Because there is the weight of inertia that keeps drawing back to the old version of yourself. Even if that version is the depressed, worried, and anxious, you can become comfortable with being anxious. So Gideon is dealing with all this. Gideon is dealing with shame. He's saying, if the Lord is with us, how come all this is happening to us? In other words, compared to my forefathers and the miracles that God gave us, I'm ashamed of myself. Whose dad is a professor here? Your dad's a professor or PhD. Uh, okay. Whose dad uh, uh, was a millionaire, billionaire, is, was? You, know, you can be was because the economy can change you in Nigeria from billions to millions. Amen. Right? Okay. Rich stuff. All right. Now, when maybe the economy changed or whether you, you became an adult, did you deal with some shame at, at some point that I'm not even like my dad? I'm not getting, come on, right? So Gideon, you can understand where Gideon is. That I'm from a lineage where they said the Red Sea parted. Where they said food came down from heaven. Where they said fire came down from heaven. But now the Midianites are coming. Where are the miracles? Oh, come on, someone don't leave me. I'm about to get happy and close. Where are the miracles now? He's feeling ashamed. He is shy because it's like I'm the least of the least and the least and the least. He's shaken because the Americans are there. How do I know he's shaking and he has shivers? Because he's not threshing wheat on the wheat floor, the threshing floor. He's threshing wheat in the wine press. He thinks it should not be used because he does not feel mighty. Come on, somebody. He does not believe it should be used. He does not believe it should be at the forefront. He does not believe that's his place. So guess what? He's hiding. He does not want to be shot. He's not ready for the shift. All of that, I'm sure that everybody here who has been hiding their gifts, their talents, their abilities, you can find at least two of these eight I've shown you. Come on. Is that so or is that so? That are holding you back. And Gideon was doing well of that. But God said, no, you're the man. Shy, but you're the man. Some of the greatest preachers used to be shy. But there is something about the empowerment of the Holy Ghost on a willing person. That will blow your shyness into smithereens. Are you hearing what I'm saying? When, when Pastor Vicky joined King, she just wanted to do her own thing. Stay in the backyard and she was faithful. But I sense the call of God upon her life. By the second or third encounter, three, four years ago, I already saw the future 
scripture and I was thinking and just monitoring her faithfulness and checking out and engaging on the backdrop and she was very self-effacing people didn't even know how powerful she was but I saw it and when I started having conversations with her she's like Peter I'm shy I can't live I don't want must I didn't but look at the woman of God now look at the fire of God coming from her belly and coming from her heart and coming from her soul well let me tell you there are more pastor Vickies in the house who are just walking in to do their thing no you will do God's thing and if God's thing means you'll be on the stage you'll be on the stage behind the camera you'll be behind the camera be on the keyboard you'll be on the keyboard I don't know where my Gideon are Gideons are where my Gideonas Gideonese where are the Gideon people who are like I'm in last Gideon but I know you're the carry last for Gideon come and look for somebody and say come out of hiding Oh, please help me preach right now. I'm getting ready to wrap up. I find somebody and tell that person, say, get up and get out. Tell that person, get up and get out. Say, I'm coming out of the shame. I'm coming out of my shyness. I'm coming out of the chickens. I'm coming out of shivers. I'm coming out of the wrong shelter. Because don't forget the first Adam, when they lost the consciousness of the glory of God. You know what they did? They tried to make a shelter for themselves. They tried to use leaves to cover up for what they had lost in God. But let me tell you, every man-made thing will fade. Because the Bible says grass withers and the flower fades but the glory of God shall be forever so man that is grass that is fallen man he is grass he now goes to go and take leaves grass is trying to use leaf to cover himself but the fig leaves will dry and the grass will dry are you hearing that but when you are clothed in God when God is your shelter and you have to lead that prayer you are not coming to sample your voice oh you don't hear what I'm saying I remember the first time I preached on the stage of house on the rock I think you must have been there or maybe you heard about it i was just this 19 year old boy or i think maybe 20 going on 21 at the time i preached and i was on that stage all these mds and all those big boys and all of that but i didn't go based on what i had i couldn't afford their suits and their shoes and their clothes but thank god i had the glory of god and i went in the power of that glory david said you come against me with swords and spears let me tell you swords and spears are not today what they meant then for you to be able to afford a sword you were rich because was made of metal. Metal Metallurgical sciences were not advanced then. So the process of creating a sword and beating a sword out of metal was a very expensive one. So it wasn't just talking about the sophistication of the weapon. It was talking about the economic power that Goliath had. That his shield weighed so heavy. He had a whole armor bearer to carry his shield. But David came in the glory of God. You You came against me with swords and spears but I come against you in the name of the Lord. How can you stand in that industry in the name of Jesus and be shy? It's not you they are looking at. It's the person that sent you. I, I need more life reduce that reduce that I need more life from the real instruments your vocal cords the real instruments where are my divots where are my divots at the hub can I get a divot to stand can I get a Davida to stand can I get a Gideon to stand can I get a man of God and the woman of God to say I break out I break out of the dance I break out of the case I break out of the strongholds I'm com- coming in hot
somebody shout, Damilola, come out of hiding. I was listening to one of my mentors in the course of the week. And he said something very profound. Pastor Sam, I do hear me. He said something very profound. You know what he said? I was talking about the story of Zacchaeus and Lazarus and all. And I said this. You know what he said? He said, everybody that's gone ahead of you played to their strengths. That's, that's powerful. Everybody. So Zacchaeus, he needed to see Jesus. People had gone. He was short. What was his strength? He was not strong with his height. But he was strong. He didn't preach this, but let me preach this. He was strong with his climbing. I might not be tall, but I can climb. Uh, I need to preach to one person because some people are looking to... Who, who can I preach? Who, who, who do I want? I want to preach. I'm saying that you might not be tall, but you're good at climbing. In other words, your educational foundation was quite bad. But you are a brilliant networker. You are a brilliant listener. You know how to draw the intelligence of those who went to Harvard. So that when you speak, people will say, did you go to the best school? But you went to the best school after you left the worst school. What you lack in height, you can gain in sight. Stop obsessing over your disadvantages. Everybody has them. Somebody shall get out of hiding. Remain standing so we can close. Where were they hiding? Go to our text, Judges 6 verse 2. Let me show you something. And I'll do this illustration. Everybody read this. And the hand of Midian prevailed against Israel because of the Midianites, the children of Israel, made for what? Themselves. The dens, the caves, and the strongholds. Listen to this. Who made these strongholds for them? Was it God? Who was chasing them? Was it the Midianites? Was it Midianites that made the strongholds for them? So it's not the devil that has hidden you. It's the devil that has deceived you into thinking hiding your light is safer for you. The Midianites did not have to make caves for them. They. Now, let me ask you, do you know what it takes to make a cave? That means you're going to dig. You're going to dig through stone to make a cave. Now, you are telling me that you have enough capacity to deal with stone and you can't fight back. Somebody missed one of the... Am I really preaching to kings? Is Is this another... Y'all not giving me life this morning. I might as well. Let me preach to myself, Dami. Dami, stop lying. If you're strong enough to defeat that demon, you can defeat this demon. If you are tenacious enough to conquer depression, you can conquer shyness. If you are tenacious enough to go over greed, you can deal with generosity. If you are tenacious enough to stand in a queue for your Canada visa, you can be consistent on social media. Look, look for three, but tell them stop deceiving yourself, please. Stop deceiving yourself. People that, you know stone? Which one is human flesh and stone? Which one is harder? Now, the body displacement of an enemy, that's me, let's say you're not my enemy, you're my son. But come, assuming you're my enemy, and I want, the, I want to displace you, 
how much size, how much space do I need to displace you? Something about my size, right? Or maybe a little bigger. But if I want to hide in a cave, how much space do I need to create? Three or four times my space to be able to spread. That means they worked harder at hiding than fighting. Please pray in the spirit. I feel like somebody... I feel like somebody needs to drive this. I, I, I didn't come to you as a motivational speaker. I came to break you out of a stronghold. I came to break you out of a cave. I came to break you out of a den. I, I came to break you out. Hey! Hey! Somebody shout, I break out. Shout, I break out of dens, of caves, and strongholds. I wish I had enough time to tell you what the three different things mean. They mean different things. It's a whole series I might do at some point. Somebody shout, I break out of dens, of caves, and strongholds. I break out. I break out of dens, of caves, and strongholds. Every dead in my family, every cave in my lineage, every stronghold in my nation, I break out. Hope, can you pray? I break out of every heart, every hold, every depression, every limitation, every cycle. I break out. I break out. I break out. I break out. Shabayanos. Shabalaya. Sabelenoko. I break out, I break out of every lie, every limitation. God said, start that blog. Gogo started something this week, a vlog series, 20 or not or something like that. And I just loved it. The quality of the picture and all of the simplicity of the message and all. But you know part of why I loved it? She's speaking to our generation. 20s. So, when we're talking about your light shining, it does not have to be this stage. It doesn't have to be the world must hear you. It could be single women who have had multiple broken relationships. It could be people that grow up without their fathers. If it's really light, the purpose of light is not to light up the lampstand. The purpose of light is to light up in the text. He said, nobody hides it, but he said, once that light is on, give me Matthew 5 or 16. Don't, don't go there yet because I still have some things to preach. Preach and pray. Look at what it says. Uh, no, go to the one that says, put some up okay, here. No, do they light a? I hope you know that you are a lamp. Proverbs 20 verse 27. The spirit of man is the candle of God searching the inward parts of the belly. So you are a lamp. Psalm 18 says, you will light my lamp and you will enlighten my darkness. We read the last, last week. So they don't put it under a basket. Now, this one doesn't even say bowl because you know basket, they are lights. There are spaces for light. So some of us, we're not completely blacked out, but we are filtering our authenticity. So for those of you who were aware, you know, what happened with me and all of that in the course of the weekend yesterday, see, if I was wearing just pastoral hats, there are many things I will not be doing, no. But if God gives me seven colors, why am I sharing just two? Can you please give yourself permission to shine beyond the limitations of religion? Can you please do yourself that favor? So that you're not 80 and bitter. 
75 and sad. 68 and hating yourself because you know what to do but you don't have the same kind of strength and bandwidth to be able to do it. So for many of us, we are under a basket. So people can see your light, but not all of it. Look at your neighbor. Say, stop giving us the filtered version of your authentic grace. Stop tinting your anointing. It's not a car window. Stop tinting it. Give us your full color. Initially, have you noticed? That when you are in darkness for a long time and all of a sudden they turn on bright lights, you close your eyes. But after a while, there's something called accommodation. So the first song I released, some people were wondering, why are you releasing a song? Now they are streaming the album. Because people will accommodate to receive the light that is shining out of you. If it's your light, I'm not saying what you're not gifted or graceful. I'm saying what you're gifted and graceful. Don't shut it down just because people are not applauding it. You are not here for their applause. You're here for God's glory. So if it glorifies God, don't be bothered that it horrifies some men. Because you will not, you'll not report to men at the end of your day. Of course, take permission, seek permission, you know, order in the house for where you need that. Secure parental, pastoral graces and all of that. Pastor, this is what I'm doing, so I'm thinking of working on. It has a lot of wisdom. Many of you have told me what you're working on. I'll give you one, two, three pieces of advice and it changes many things. He said, don't put it there, but they put it where? On a... In other words, your lamp must take a stand. You guys are tired. Your lamp. Many of us have lamp, but you're not standing anywhere. You're rolling. Today you're in agric. Today you're in uh, food. Tomorrow you're in tech. You're... Take a stand. And from that stand, branch. That's what I'm doing. Branch, 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 branch. Someone had done some work for many, many projects for in the consulting space. Some personal, some for organizations and all of that. It was at my event yesterday and it says, see, you guys need to engage this man beyond church because the content created for us is the best out of all those we've contracted. I'm not saying this to be proud or to be popular or whatever, but I want you to know what's possible. I hope somebody's getting it. And when I go for those trainings, guess what? In some, many of those trainings to call me Pastor Dami. Why? Because my lampstand is in the pastoral ministry. But the flavors and the oils and music and fashion and building systems, consulting, coaching, training, those are lampstand. By the way, never allow anybody believe you that just because you're a lampstand means you have only one lamp outshoot. Because many places in the Bible, you see a seven-pronged Lamp, some of us have many prongs as lampstands, but you're lighting only one candle. But don't start putting many, many candles when you've not even stood somewhere. The reason I have stamina and capacity to do a multiplicity of things, and even that is structured and scheduled. Many things. Where's my scare? There's a book I've been publishing for three years. People will not believe, but you're writing books every year. There are some that I've written we've not published because I keep shifting because of priorities. So I'm not saying go and be doing Bugwiru. I'm saying take a stand somewhere and shine from that place. And like I told you, people will begin to accommodate this. So let's close with. Uh, let me share a few more things, but there's, there's a place I want to land this message on. He said it gives light to who? Shout louder. It gives light to who? What gives light to all who are in the house? The lamp. Where's the lamp? 
on a lampstand. So it, it can carry its own weight before it shares light. It's difficult to share light convincingly when you're not carrying your own weight. It's difficult. Right? Then so what's the house? The house is the parameter of its influence. And it said, everyone who is in that house, men, are they included? Women, are they included? Chinese, are they included? Pharisees, are they included? Somebody shout, my light is international. Shout, my light is global. Shout, this thing I am doing. Nations will hear about it. Yeah, you're not saying it convincingly. Come on, come on, kings. Say loud. Say nations are open unto me. Territories and spaces are open unto me. Corridors of power open unto me. He said, all who are in the house. I have no doubt under God and by his grace and mercy. One day, when nations are having problems, say, go and call the king Reza. He's the one that can fix it. He's the one that can sort it out. We've seen certain things is done. You must have that picture. Because if it's really light, it must light not only the house, but it lights you yourself. You must have vision by the light. Somebody shall get up and get out. Now, how did this is what I want to learn? How did Gideon do it? Take us to Judges chapter 7 from around verse 15. Don't forget that, let me tell you what Gideon heard, okay? What was Gideon doing? What was Gideon doing? In the one person, what was it doing? Fresh and wheat. What's the most popular food you use wheat for? Bread. So it was threshing wheat for bread. Now, a few verses before verse 15, you can find maybe like verse 12 or something. There was a gist. Gist. When Gideon came, was spying around their tent, there was a man telling a dream to his companion, and he said, I have had a dream, oh. To my surprise, a what? Loaf of barley bread. Tumbled... I really hope that somebody's spirit is sucking the juice. Because if you knew how powerful this was. He said, to my surprise. Somebody's about to surprise their generation. Somebody's about to surprise Nigeria. Somebody's about to surprise. It's difficult to surprise me. Because many of you are still operating way below my expectations. As what I've seen in the spirit. Not judgmentally, but prophetically. But I think a few of you will even surprise me as your prophets. And I'll be like, I prophesied it, but I didn't even know it was going to happen so dramatically. I released it upon you by grace. In the name of Jesus, what you couldn't do, what you haven't done, where you haven't been, the news of you will roll around in the camps of the enemy. And to enter into nations and spaces and environments that will blow the minds of everyone who used to know you. Come on, somebody shout yes. loaf of barley bread tumbled into the camp of Midian. It came to a tent and struck it. How can a loaf strike a tent? That means that loaf is helped by God. Because a loaf should not even roll well enough on a craggy terrain. And if you say it wasn't craggy, it was Palestinian sand. A loaf should not roll on sand. But when God is rolling your bread, somebody shout, now God, they roll my bread. God rolled my bread and I became bread roll. 
Bretro. Bretroll. That's why I'm on a roll of testimonies. I'm on a roll on the miraculous. I'm on a roll in God. I'm on a roll of power. I'm on a roll. Is somebody hearing? He said it rolled as weak as bread was. He said when God really wants to work, he does not look for the big and mighty. He did not say a, a, a steel thing. He did not say yam. At least if it's yam. A yam is kuruki. Oh kuruki, it is thick and it is small so yam can gather momentum and maybe dent a tent but God said no I will use bread and why will I use bread because Gideon that, that was what you were looking for you were threshing wheat in the wine press I will use what you thought was your greatest ambition to embarrass you into my plans for your life I will so shame you with what you thought you needed I'll I feel the Holy Ghost I'll give you so much more that you've been like why was I doubting God and why was I doubting myself and why was I so why 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 he said you were talking about wheat I got bread you were trying to make wheat happen I already got bread made somebody shout yes shout I get out of hiding Shout, I'm a global voice. Damn it, Lord, you're a global voice. The nations hear the word of God in your mouth. Kings drink of the fountain of wisdom in your life. All things are working together for your good. You are known. You are renowned. You break out of shame and shyness. You step in. Somebody shout yes. I feel the glory of God. Come with him, do you feel the glory? No sama come. Shamina kovla tozalaba. Ala kuvrenima sombelata. Olia somene kondabaya. Bigger than you thought. More than you expected. Bigger than you thought. More than you expected. I break the covers over your lives. I remove the limitations that your parents put on you. Knowingly and unknowingly. The Nigeria put on you. Knowingly and unknowingly. That the economy put on you. Knowingly and unknowingly. The failures of your past. The worries of the now. The lack of the nation. I break the barriers. I tear off the limit. I break the canopy. I remove the roof. You are more than that. You are bigger than this. Oh, your best days are yet evolving. Come out of hiding. I call you out. I call you out of dens. I call you out of caves. I call you out of strongholds. You come out. You come out. Let me work. Let me work a little bit. Give me, give me my text, please. He said it came to a tent and struck it. Struck it. Let your light. You know that's so it's the intensity, the frequency, the consistency. You don't do it once and say the people didn't respond. Do it again. If it's God that sent you, don't get tired. Many people say, Peter, you don't get tired. You don't get tired. You don't get tired. Of course, something my physical body once in a while will begin to feel a little tired, but I know what to do to get out of it. <laughs> But you know, part of, part of what fuels me, when I stand before Jesus and I kneel before him, I want to hear, well done. Good and faithful servant. Not popular, not most liked. No, that's not my goal in this world. That moment that when I stand there, I will not be ashamed. So it's more difficult to be tired when your motivation is not from here. 
I'm not saying you won't get tired. You can get tired and sleep. Jesus slept in the storm. He must have been quite tired to sleep that deep. <laughs> right? Okay. He wasn't just trying to prove a point, but I don't preach. Tonight I'm going to sleep. Amen? Earlier. <laughs> Let me not get into trouble with people in my... In a, all right. It came to a turn and struck it so that it fell and what? God not Jehovah overdue. It's all right to say the tent tore. The tent cut. God said no. The loaf that you are, I want to overturn what the enemy built. I don't just, in them, God doesn't just want to barely do something with you. He wants to overdo. You get it, Chica? He wants to overdo. They'll be like, is it not this Chica that used to be in the world? Is it not this Chica that we used to know? This is a different Chica. Different because God's hand is upon your life. And then the tent collapsed. As you roll in your purpose, as you move under God, you will collapse infrastructure. You will break down things that should not be there. You overturn obstacles in the name of Jesus. Go to the next verse. Get in there. Then his companion answered, this is nothing else but what? A man of... Do you know what this, this companion... I, feel a good, I don't feel goosebumps all the time when the anointing is strong, but I feel goosebumps right now. <laughs> Do you know what man of Israel is? This man was describing Gideon the way the angel was describing Gideon. Because what's Israel? One who has power with God and with men. Influence, remember the first message, influence? So he was saying, this is the sort of Gideon, the man of valor. How did they know Gideon? When I never fought before. God can introduce you better than your LinkedIn page, than your social media. It does not mean don't use that. Use that, but expect more than what you do. Said so is nothing but a sort of Gideon. The, the son of Jewish, a man of Israel, into his hand. Hey, God. God has delivered. This is a Midianite speaking. A Midianite is saying, whilst Gideon is still testing the waters, because you know, there's a part we skipped, he was testing the waters. Lord, if you really send me, let the fleece be filled with water and the ground will be dry. God did that one. So, okay, if you really send me, let the fleece be dry and the ground. That's where some of us are with God. If you want me to do it, let three monkeys jump down from the ceiling just before you share the grace. <laughs> it was really me. Let the Uber driver land me in Ijebode mistakenly. Then I will know that I'm sent on a missionary trip. Why would you believe your feelings and sensations more than the word of God? God wants to be believed even in the absence of signs because you are a sign and a wonder. A man of Israel into his anger has delivered Midian and the whole camp. Verse 15. I'm going somewhere. And so it was when Gideon heard the telling of the dream. By the way, this was a dream. So God entered into the subconscious minds of people. Let me tell you something that I've discovered about God. And many of our leaders can testify to that. Even this whole movement to the island and some of the miracles that have already happened. This is what I've learned about God. Whenever God is speaking to you, whenever he becomes conscious to you, 
he has already spoken to some other people who are connected to that vision. Consciously and subconsciously. And different people you've spoken to will play different roles in that vision at different times. And it's not looking for your manipulation or harassment of them. It's looking for your alignment per time. Because help is on the way. It's not like help is coming. It's that that's the way. There is help here. There's help here. There is help here. There is help here. There is help here. But if you don't take the first step, you'll never see the next installment of help. So God is it entered into the subconscious minds of people we had no covenant with and give them a dream. Then it gives somebody else interpretation. Is that not gifts of the Spirit working? My spirit shall put upon all men, then they shall, old men will dream dreams. It's an operation of the Spirit. It doesn't mean they were baptized in the Spirit. It means that there was a momentary activation of a spiritual resource for kingdom assignment. Camp of Midian into your hand, all right? Verse, okay, it's interpretation. He worshiped, right? Verse 16. Then he divided the 300 men into three companies. I wish I had time to break this down. But many people who really want to do great things for God, you're going to need a company. Either a company of believers, a cluster in the house, right? Or register a business company. Because <laughs> territories are not always won by congregations. They're won by companies. But I, I won't enter that one now. <laughs> and he put a what? Trumpet into every man's hand. Somebody shout, I'm not shy anymore. We're almost there. We're almost there. We're, we're going to shout aloud. I want to end strong. Say, I'm not shy anymore. He put a trumpet into every man's hand with empty pitchers and torches inside the pitchers. I'll continue from here next week, verse 17. And then what did he say? Then he said to them, Look at me. The guy who used to be shy stood on the center stage of his assignment. The reason you think you're so shy is that you have not taken your lampstand. When you take your lampstand, something will come on you. There's a glory that will come on you. There's an anointing. Have you noticed? We say you should lead prayer. You cannot lead. You say, I can't lead. I can't lead. Then we give you the microphone and unction starts flowing. What happened? You took a stand. And when you take, take that stand, oil is poured. So the man who was shy and nervous, he said, look at me. Look at your neighbor. Say, they must see you now. They must see you now. It may not be the whole world, but the people you are sent to, they must see you. If you are sent to pregnant people, they must see you. Sent to teachers, they must see you. Sent to farmers, they must see you. Sent to everybody you are sent to. Somebody shall look at me. The same thing with Peter. Peter said, no, no, I'm not one of them. Oh, when they denied Jesus. And by extension, tonight is calling. But when he was going at an hour of prayer and there was the lame man, what did he say? Look at me. Some of you are even shy when only one neighbor looks at you. You must learn eye contact, even though they are not wearing contact on your eyes. Look at somebody, say, look at me. This face you will see for a long time. This face you will see it on billboards. This face you will see it on book covers. This face you will see it on apps. This face you will see it on maybe a private jet. Look at me, oh! The same Gideon that was hiding now had 300 men and said, look at me. And what did he say? He said, whatever I do, do likewise. I'm no longer talking, I'm doing. 
I'm no longer analyzing I'm doing. I'm no longer just hanging around I'm doing. I'm no longer just reviewing keynotes. I will review keynotes then I will leave out the keynotes of the message. How many look for seven people? Tell them talk and do, talk and do, talk and do. Is that when I come to the edge of the camp, you shall do as I do. Verse 18. How am I going to do it? When I look at your neighbor and say, I'm not shy any longer. Some of you, you already have the right message, but you need to blow the trumpets. In the coming months, you're going to see me more in the media. Oh, it's not accidental. And there's a reason I'm just doing it now because I could have done it five years ago. Because before you blow the trumpet, you better have what to show for it. You better have a solid foundation so that the crowd will not become your distraction. But once you have that solid base, and once you have the process in place, and when you have the clarity of the message, not only to you, but for those around you, when the crowd comes and they can't contact you, they can contact those who have contacted you. And the quality of the message will not be diluted. So that's the reason God told Gideon, initially 32,000 people responded and said there are too many. This crowd will dilute what I want to do in your life. That's the reason sometimes God strips you of some of the biggest helpers in your life. Because it's trying to show you that it's not them, it's you. Somebody shall blow the trumpet. If you have the message, don't be shy. If you have the message, don't hide. If you have the message, don't be limited. If you have the message, don't be intimidated. Shout, I will blow the trumpet. And when you blow the trumpet, don't just shout, this is the sword of the Lord. Don't forget, those people that said, this is the sword of Gideon. He said, this is the sword of the Lord and of I don't want anybody to know my name. I don't Even when God introduces himself, he introduces himself as the God of Abraham, Isaac, Jacob. He, when God inspired people to write the Bible, he puts their name on it. God has no problem with your name being great. He has a problem with your name being great for selfish, satanic, or sensual purposes. If your motive is pure and clear and you want the glory to go to God, God says you can be a lampstand that I'm lighting up the world with and they will not see, the, see you. The purpose for your shining is not popularity. But popularity can serve the purpose for your shining. I don't have a craving to be popular. God helped me to overcome certain things many years ago. But I know with my level of effectiveness, dedication, self-sacrifice, popularity is inevitable. It comes as a natural consequence of faithfulness and consistency over a protracted season. Are we here? Thank you, help me close. And it said, when you shout, what do you shout? This is the sword of the Lord. By the way, I'll talk about loyalty and faithfulness at some point. Because what Gideon told all of them to shout was his name. You don't have a big right to shout your name until you shout your leader's name. It's a spiritual principle. Spiritual principle. The disciples had to preach Jesus before their voices went all the Elisha had to serve Elijah Joshua had to keep talking about Moses it's a gateway otherwise you'd be popular on earth but irrelevant in the scheme of the heavenlies 
So if your goal is you want to do your own thing and you're like, why are they always talking about Peter? That's why I talk about it's a spiritual protocol. It's the gateway. God never plants you in a house without seeing the access to your own possibilities in that house. And the principle of the spirit is that your leader's assignment, you must carry it on your head for God to say, oh, wow, give him double, give him triple, give him more, give him this for our sector, for our department. Because Elijah's anointing, even though it was a double portion for Elisha, it was not just on Elisha. It was on Jehu and Hazael. So apparently, Elijah had compound anointings. But he didn't manifest all of them in his lifetime. I know there are songs I've written I will never record. I cannot. You know how long producing the song takes. If I find faithful people, I'll be like, you, you have that song. You have, you record those three songs. Oh, I have book concepts. Oh, are you here? He said, this is the sword of the Lord and of Gideon. This Gideon who was shy and shaken and shivering comes to this place and he begins to loud. It was a trumpet. Loud it. Loud it. Push it the farthest you can with what God has given to you. And when you've exhausted what you thought you had, more will come. Don't wait for more. Do more. And you'll see the more that's been waiting for you. Somebody raise your hands to heaven and say, Lord, I receive. Say, Lord, I receive. Say, Lord, I release that which I've received. I don't want to be the salt. Look at salt and the salt shaker. It's just shaking. It can be admired. But it's not influential. It's just shaking up and down. Say, Lord, I will maximize your grace upon my life. Maximize grace upon my life. Maximize grace upon my life. Maximize grace upon my life. I will shine so that everyone in the house will receive more. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Lord, in the sweetness of this moment, we release your anointing upon the whole house. A fresh level of grace that will help us become comfortable with being uncomfortable and uncomfortable with being comfortable. We will move beyond the boundaries of our temperaments to fulfill the entirety of our assignments. We will not betray our assignments because of our previous experiences. But we will betray our shame because of our assignment. And like Jesus, even if we have to be stripped of certain things, we will walk in the fullness of your glory, the fullness of your power. Thank you, Father. We give you praise, Jesus. In Jesus' name we prayed. Somebody say amen is rising on an emerging generation of kings to join this growing community of kings visit www.kingdomcentral.org and send your full name and email address to 0908-123-4566 one more thing someone you know needs this kindly share this now